here, okay? What do you want from us? How much more do you want from me? And we're back. Hello, girls. We're back. And we're back. We're back. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Cha-cha-cha. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Taylor. And Toya. This is The Ho Bag. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hoebag. That's underscore H-E-A-U-X-B-A-G. Keep up with our shenanigans. Bye. Bye. And we're back. My Newton look like Halle Berry. She's something, some something, something. Okay, I don't, know. I don't know. What song were you attempting to sing? Jackie Brown. It's going viral on TikTok. You don't be on TikTok. I don't be on TikTok. I know. So I know. Yeah. Do you be on TikTok? Life be smooth when you do what you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of go over there a little bit. TikTok is it's a lot of fun. It is fun. You know, it's a it's a it's a toxic playground. It, it sounds is. Like it. It's you know, never have I seen so many people get misdiagnosed and, and misdiagnose each other of what their mental issues are. It's just it's, it's the levels of delusion that is going on on TikTok. Ooh, I, I, hold on before we dive too deep. Yeah, this is Let's so much. Let's introduce. Okay, this is the whole bag. Thank y'all for tuning in, and we have Mr. Billy Sorrells. I'm a fan. I just want to start off with that. I've been a fan of this this whole situation. This, Thank you. I've been I've been quietly sitting in my um, abode waiting for my toxic uh, <laughs> un- unveiling. It's, <laughs> it's like you know, it's like a gender reveal. It's a toxic reveal, and who we have today with their toxic traits? Me. And you know, we haven't had a, a guest in what like, in a minute, a, a long time. And it's been a lot of people asking, like a lot of people. So as yeah. soon as Toy was like, Billy's a vet, I said, book him. Let's yeah. go. Get him you in know, here. You know, when I started doing comedy 22 years ago, and like one of my first sets of jokes and viral content I made was talking about hoe bags and how, you know, they didn't have a name for a while, you know, mm-hmm. until that became a more modern, acceptable thing for women to just be, because, you know, before, be all time. you know. It just really was just a lot of showing up, that Walmart bag and spinning around and just, mm-hmm. it, really? it, it is giving poverty, you know, uh, you know. And the walk of shame. That was, yeah, I think I mean, that's the worst in the morning, that walk of shame, just like in your, in your yesterday's outfit with your heels in your hand. I mean, you know. Especially in college when yeah. everybody in the, um, the building West or you walk you was down the hall, you just like, oh, well, or if you got four roommates and, and somebody sleep on the couch and then you walking out that nigga room. Yep. Just, you know, you know what else is also really interesting is, is when you go over to see the girl and you find out she actually don't have a room. She's sleeping on the couch. So you got to go get the couch action. That's like, embarrassing. Nah, it's, it's, I mean, I, it's a game because when you go in there, you know, nobody's really going there, you know, calling out who they want right off. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, just, you're right. You kind of flirting with everybody. Everybody that's in the, in, the, in the room, it's, it's four rooms <laughs> and it's like five girls. And then you start realizing which one of these people don't belong here. <laughs> now it's time to play that game. Oh, or how is it when you, you guess wrong? And then now you, <laughs> y'all trying to you, sleep on that little ass couch together? Yeah, you ain't, I mean, you ain't sleeping. You, you smash and you got to stop every time somebody come to the kitchen. They go into the kitchen. Okay, just wait. Just wait. I'm going to get back in. I had so many people sleeping on I'm my gonna couch. I'm going to get back in this mm. couch. Mm, mm, mm. She said, come on, we need to go to bed. I said, no, baby. Come on, let's get in the couch. <laughs> yeah, that was some good times, bro. Or when you go to somebody's room and it's your first time meeting them and you realize you used to fuck with their roommate. <sighs> I, have, I have yet to have that happen to me. Oh, that's but I have a lot of friends that had that happen. Still to this day, I'm like, we too old for that shit to still be happening. They knew. Well, back in college. Can, I, can, I, can secrets out? Secrets out. They knew. That's why they caught you over there. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's how they went after you. It was head hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they saw you. Oh, I hear already. Oh, for real? For real? Oh, yeah. Just tell her to come through. She'll pull up. And then y'all show up. And it's like, <sighs> you don't think they know they was like, you, you feeling right. awkward. And they talked about it. I, and as they soon as you leave, they'd be like, I told you. Didn't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. They fired. Yeah, you said it. It's my, hey, my boy. <laughs> That's my boy right there. That boy went off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then I look out, though. That's what you, that's how we be talking. Game of man. Well, damn. Not true, huh? Just oh, okay. <laughs> well, huh? I'm glad I'm not in I mean, you know, it's also that that space where it's like, you know, the chick done mess with like three or four of your yeah. homeboys, and then you go to go smash and go mess with them, and then all of a sudden, like, they want to find Jesus that week. It's like, um, no, I'm just giving my life back. I'm like, God, you going to take her now? Like, right. this week? <laughs> like, this is the time. <laughs> this week, when I come over here. <laughs> The goblin, the head doctor, is now she wanna, you know, give her life back to Christ. Like, and I, I be wanting to interject. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's calling for you right now. You know what? We just spoke on this on our last episode. Like, who told you this? Who? It was a celebrity, and she got on there. Brittany, I think it was, somebody got on there, and they was like, you know what? I want to just give back. Black China, prime example. Now she's taking her BBL out or whatever it's called, reducing <laughs> the lip fillers and all of that, and people still calling her a bird. She want to give her life back to God. Like, how you feel about that? What if you do meet somebody that you always been wanting to smash and then she just chooses to give her life back to God once she meets you? Like, I mean, you just got to, you know, lead her on with Bible quotes, fam. You got to, you know what I'm saying? When a man find of a wife, or, 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 you know, This is toxicity at its finest. Oh, my God. Like, you just got to basically <laughs> go to switch the game up. Bi- no, you got to switch it up. You just go to Bible study, you know, pray before you dinner and like say your prayers. <laughs> like, smash. Like, I mean. This is why they made the between a thin line of love and hate. <laughs> because of niggas like this. Listen, bro, you just don't go in there selling false hope. Like, you know what I'm saying? Dudes making the wrong decision. They run, you know, the you know, so-called hoes off by trying to too much with commitment too fast. They never scared the hoes. They scared them. Now they yeah. now they scared them hoes right back into some streets. Like now they gotta run from you when what they needed was somebody to pray and smash them repeatedly and let them know, you know, it's okay to cry. Okay, so on our healing journey, my question to you is at this big age. Why even put the effort into going to church and Bible study th- that you've never gone to for this piece of coochie right here? Who said I never went to church? You know, that was <laughs> the judgment, you know, the toxicity for you to, you know, right. to I- leave. Apologies. You know, so I grew up in the church, you know what I'm saying? You know, without hoes, uh, nobody would find God. Like That is true. The, the church girls be the freakiest. No, it's not that. It's, it's them leading. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, pastors, first lady, they was hoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> The I mean, pillars, they do be. The pillars of the church was built on whoredom, bro. Like, who else you know knows how to comfort that many men? Mothers of the church. Oh my God. Hoes oh of the my. church. We're like, gonna go ahead and uh, hospitality into... ministry. Yeah, I know. We're gonna get into today's subject. <laughs> like, have you ever really party with some hoes? Like, and really understood the comfort? Like, the whole civil rights movement was based off some hoes. No, it like, was not. <laughs> like, no. bro. I would love to else, hear the breakdown. Who else is gonna walk from Selma all the way to Atlanta? Some hoes, my nigga. Like, like along the way, it's like you know what we are not calling Dr. King uh, our was, ancestors. Doctor King homes. was calling up people just like he told them, like man, stop through Selma. It's a little little freak over there. <laughs> She'll get you I a pie. You know that. what I'm saying? I do believe that. Like you gotta think, <laughs> bro. Like I be really thinking about shit, like in a way that um that kind of just you know for research purposes. Research. You know, I you know cheating just start now. Oh, and, you're right. 
you know, when you really think about it, you know, because guys, we we make up lies when we don't come home. But, you know, what I'm saying we got a time limit. You know, what I'm saying there's research involved. There's, you know, verifiable information, you mm-hmm. know, face matching mm-hmm. stuff to unlock passcodes, location, you know, all <laughs> that. But like if I could have been in the 60s, I would have rent them up, bro. Like no Internet. Like <laughs> not for real. And then imagine you, Dr. King, like he calling Coretta every couple of days. Yeah, we got locked up in Birmingham last night. And, uh, <laughs> got arrested again. Like whole time he had his bitch house. Whole time he had a chick house. Like, oh, yeah, they, I got a hunger strike. And I'm <laughs> dear Coretta. They're <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You putting in work, nigga. Like, you know, the story's got to get passed around. Like, how much did he really get in? Like, like we really don't true. know. That like, you true. know what I'm saying? You go out, you smash some chicks, you don't come home, and now you got to go do a bus boycott. <laughs> <laughs> and get put in the paper. Like, yeah, I got put in the paper last night. The brothers needed us to come down here, you know? Like, like who knows what was really happening? Like, who knows? Like, him and oh. Jesse Jackson, like, uh, King, what are we going to get locked up at night, man? Shoot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to Columbia, South Carolina. There's some holes down there. We can we can do a sit-in uh, for the sanitation workers. All right, good. Like, they in a hotel room doing power to get locked up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my. You know what they probably was. Okay, there's that. Party and listening to Isaac Hayes. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Toy, what's the Twitter news? <laughs> we got to get on... <laughs> I mean, like, like, I mean, how, like, like, where are we at with this, bro? Like, the, you know, you got to be doing something at a high rate for the feds to have record that you're doing it. Like, you got to be selling a lot of dope. Yeah. Like, like he had a, you know, they was trying to put a Rico for him for moving all them holes around the country like that, bro. That's, bro, he was moving them. Like, okay. You know March what? March on Washington? <laughs> so I usually start this podcast with Twitter news. You know how, and many, I saw, holes, oh you know how many people want to smash Barack and he the president, bro? He wasn't even the president. They just was a black man with a woman repeatedly, bro. Like, you know how much pussy Barack could have got if we had the internet, bro? <laughs> we didn't have the internet. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, people taking pictures being messy and shit. Like, you know, to get a picture of somebody, like, you know, you had to be really sloppy to get caught cheating. Like, I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. You left a number, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did they really find out? True. You know, you had just a, a multiple kids with the same person. Like, you know, that whole other family show Yeah, up. back then they was definitely making whole other families on the other side of the, the city. Nation. I would have did the city. I would have definitely did it. Like, all I got to do is pay this $75 rent. Like, That's funny. I'm if that, yeah. yeah. They said during a great migration, my family was in Alabama and my great-great-grandfather, I guess, moved up to Cleveland, started a new family and my Great, great, great grandmother took her ass on up there and then busted that bitch down. He had two other kids up there. Yeah. That was about right. Put them out and she, they got together. Got I back mean, together. I mean, that's fine. That shit's know. wild. Like, how and you now, get caught all the way on the other side of the country? Bro, they was getting With caught. some good investigators. How did, how did uh, uh, Martin Luther King get caught? They How was we wiretapping they were, yeah, him, Yeah, they were bro. wiretapping him and, and watching and all of that. They was doing a whole ass shit. Like, they was wiretapping him. And then they was printing out the transcripts of the conversation. Mm. They was taking pictures of him. Like, doing what, what black women do for their best friends now. Like, back then. <laughs> yeah. like, Girl, you ain't gonna believe who the hell I see up here uh, at the boycott with this bitch. Yeah. Like, how many times he probably was at a march and he had to calm down the bickering. Like, True. Coretta, he was True. walking hand True. in hand. It's like, that bitch up here, Martin, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you start you know it. That's why he was always peaceful. Like, no, everybody calm down. Non violence, non violence. Yeah, he trying to keep shit calm. <laughs> Nobody want peace more than a nigga that got two holes in the same place, dog. Like, you trying to, hey, everybody chill, man. That's not what they, they, they want to do. Is, they want to see us divided. Yeah, nigga. I bet. 
<laughs> okay, on to my Twitter news. <sighs> so I saw this man on Twitter. He's a pretty big person on Twitter. He said, why do black people make a joke out of everything? And another person replied and said, ask any comedian, the jokes hide the pain. So as a comedian, like what made you get into comedy and start or like, was it somebody that just always kept saying, oh my God, you so funny. You should like, how did that take off? Because you said you've been doing it for about Mm-mm. 20 years now. Mm, it was none of that. I didn't have that like, oh, it was the class class. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, bro. You in the classroom? No, not at all. Mm. So mm. how you I, Family and educators. My father was a principal at my school in high school. I was a journalism dude. Uh, um, my internship uh, with World News Tonight with Peter Jennings, I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mentor there was Melvin McCray. And this was in 2000 and 2001, right before 9-11. Uh, I work with BT and Teen Summit in high school, and I produce video content. I went to High Tower at the time. We had a, a digital broadcasting facility there, and you know I got in with uh, NABJ, National Association of Black Journalists, mm-hmm. um, and HABJ locally, and just working with some tremendous talent. Shout out to my past uh, teacher Ted Irvin. He, uh, you know, just taught me the game. I learned how to edit. And so what I started finding out was when I started submitting to these competitions or when I started making these narrative pieces, there wasn't really a space for us with social media or YouTube or places for people to watch your content. Mm -hmm. So your content had to make sense to what they needed to put out. So they wanted to put out the news. It's just read what's on the paper. Mm -hmm. Read what's on the paper. Don't question what's on the paper. Read what's on the paper. And if you don't agree with something or you have something that needs to be said, there was no space for that. So I started getting into one act comedy monologues where I could really talk about things that I was informed about. Cause as you read things, you become more informed about it. And as you put those, those spins on it. So that's really how I started. And then I got kicked out of school cause I was fucking with bitches trying to push Kappa. And, um, you know, once I got kicked out, you know, we had a grade change scandal because, you know, niggas was doing illegal shit, trying to come up on money and shit. And I hit for like twenty two thousand dollars on scholarships and shit. Wow. Wait, have you passed the statute of limitations? I mean, they can't do nothing to me. I mean, I got back in. I graduated. I mean, you know, I came out, you know, I hosted a scholarship program. Shout out to TSU. I mean, shout out to uh, the illustrious Texas Southern University. All of us are proud alumni. Here. Yeah. I mean, I graduated like I did it. You know? yeah, we made it. Yeah, we made it. I mean, they got a program for me to go back in my master's. I and it's like, you know, just so, you know. And now I'm divorced. It's like, nigga. Let's get into it. Yeah. Did you? I do have a clip that um I wanted to ask about. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, well, let me go ahead and play it. But the laughing at the pain shit, yeah, bro. I mean, to answer your question, like, <clears throat> bro, like, how else do we, have we always been getting mm-hmm. through shit? Like, you hate your job. What you do when you hate your job? You find somebody at the job, you can to laugh and bullshit. Jokes, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, niggas was cracking jokes out there during slavery yep. and shit. Oh, we better hurry for the mess, come back and beat your ass. Yeah, <laughs> and did. Oh, you ran away last night. Oh, nigga got caught. Like, right. Like, like niggas didn't roast them niggas. Like, they always make the slave movies seem like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was extremely depressing. Although yeah, it, was, it was, I know they like, had fun. We make light out of everything. Yeah, I mean, but like, you don't think they wasn't making light? Yeah, like, that's how we got funny. Yeah. I mean, the dark part of it is like, you know what I'm saying? They always show, like, uh, what was it? What was the show? Uh, Queen Sugar. And then what's the other one uh, that, that your boy was on? Jonathan Majors. That was a slave show before he got on. Uh, I have no idea. Man, y'all, y'all don't watch Lovecraft Country. Before Lovecraft Country, there was another show that they had, which uh, that was that was about slavery and shit during that time. And it, it's always the same dialogue. It's the you same. Know, every master time. called you to come to the quarters and have sex with him yep. and shit. Mm-hmm. 
like while you sitting there in the house waiting on her to come back like or his daughter wants you and now he wants you dead and all that yeah we get I mean it. that may be some of it but like then we what about it. the girls it was like I'm ready to go to the house I'm like it's cooler it's clean like, don't <laughs> like that wasn't rape every time like yeah. I mean yeah. listen, <clears throat> somebody was like I'm gonna fuck the shit out master tonight when his wife go to yeah. sleep like that's it's hot outside huh Oh, that's a, that's a whole another interesting movie. That's the West. They don't even talk. That's we'll come back to that. But 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 yeah, bro. Like yeah, niggas is roasting niggas. Like, mm. Guess who wife going to the master quarters tonight? Give fuck. That's Ooh, why your bitch uh. got fucked last night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Life is <laughs> life. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who bitches in there getting knocked down by my yo bitch? <laughs> like you know niggas is roasted and shit. You know TikTok gonna take this little clip right, right. here. Cancel us But you hey. know what? The movie Life with Martin Lawrence probably was the only movie that shed like the funny comedy part to what all was going on. That's that shit was depressing too, that bro. Was like, 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 niggas couldn't read. He was like, your mama died, your daddy died. Yeah. <laughs> your sister Read the notes killed. and this is it. This Anybody pretty much else got up. something they want read? Nope. Nah. Nope. Nope. That's it. <laughs> nope. They fucked that, that movie was funny as They well. fucked that nigga so much he didn't want to go home. I can't go home like this. <laughs> <laughs> like how much dick is you gotta take that you can't go back home, nigga? Like Not all of it. Like I can't go home. I've been uh, like like he was a cheating wife. Like I I can't go back home like this. Out of Pappy. Like these niggas is Oh my gosh. Um, okay, well I I wanted to ask about this, um, because I saw this clip and you said you're divorced. And it's basically just asking like did you know before you got to the point of divorce that you guys had already been falling apart? But I'm just, let me play this real quick. In this instance, it would almost even be a disservice to call it a breakup. I yeah. think it's a, an acknowledgement of separation that already happened. If right. we already grew apart, then it's just like one of us or both of us are refusing to acknowledge, to acknowledge yeah. the fact <laughs> yeah. that we ain't been together in a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you, you know, know when saying? to move from that and when to fight through it, though? Like, it, because, just because that is because a thing, too. Inventory, because you can grow, if we've established a space big enough, then we can grow further apart with grace enough to still have an us there because mm -hmm. we have the room for it. Mm -hmm. If we ain't got a lot of space as far as what we've created together, then just a little bit of growth from either one of us could mess this whole thing up. So we talk about relationships, relationships a lot on this um, podcast. And before you get to that point of, because you were on Instagram, social media, showing a lot of the drama that you guys had going on, before you get to that point, were you aware of like, hey, we have something going on, let's work on it, or were you just like, I'm just gonna see if it kind of gets better on its own, and then it didn't? I mean, it's really the real question is, what relationship don't have a point where you gotta decide if you wanna keep working for it or not? And I mean, it only really gotta work one time. I tell people that all the time. It's like, we could say all this, you knew it was over, but it's like, well, what if it's not? Like, I really believe in a multiverse of love, dog. Like, I feel like if I loved you, at one point in my life, I always will love you if it's real love and true care. Mm. And so, like, you know, part of the other side of healing is like, y'all seen all the drama, but like me and my ex-wife, we got great terms. A new dude. I love it. We work, we work together. <laughs> we collaborate together. We, you know, we create together. We got projects that we're doing. We got things that we're accomplishing. We own businesses together. We're we are working towards things together as a as a family unit and family isn't predicated by who you go home and lay next to like we got two kids together and you know when i'm not there because i'm not there with her every day when my kids come off of school they see him and when there's time that they would meet she was me or who i'm with so it's like 
I mean, like growth. I hate I hate things had to happen the way that they did. But at the same time, you know, what I'm saying like there's so many other people who might have learned a lesson. There was a lesson that, you know, people always tell you, like the brilliant people learn mistakes from other people. Like how many people might have seen or had a false ideology of what my marriage or what a relationship looked like and then had to see somebody with money, success, fame, and it to crumble and fall and go bad mm-hmm. for them to realize that it can happen or you can turn it around. Because guess what? In, in, a, in a weird way, all we really had to do was fix one issue to say we're going to stay together. That's all it, all it takes is one time for you to fix it to say I'm going to keep going. And that's how it works. And I mean, some people's like, oh, it's toxic. You should get out of that situation. But it's like, it's a lot of people getting like false doctrines. Like a lot of people, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for somebody staying together or trying to work it out. Yeah. The reality is every person you get with got problems, fam. That's true. It's a lot of people need to go to fucking therapy, bro. That is true. Like I, I believe that in our communities, bro. Like we don't realize it. We we don't we put our problems on each other versus mm-hmm. talking to a professional. That's how our friendships gets damaged. Mm-hmm. Our parents put their problems on us as kids. Yep. It damages us. Uh, we put our problems in our relationship on our family. Now they judging your mate based off of decisions they made. We now have these these relationships with our homeboys and homegirls and our besties and shit. And now they got a specific opinion in, in that can invalidate the relationship. And a relationship is is if it's uh, I mean monogamous between two people or you know polyamorous between multiple people is between those people in the relationship mm-hmm. that's it and, and like when you need to talk to somebody you need to go be able to dump that shit it's like you to know somebody that's unbiased at that right it's just like um you know what i'm saying you know you know therapists are emotional you know dumping grounds they emotional mm-hmm. prost- they emotional prostitutes you go drunk <laughs> Yo, your energy on them and leave. Like, yeah. you gotta ask how you doing. Like, bitch, like, let me and tell you, you about ain't today. Worry about it coming back. That's a to good your way partner. to put that, though. An I emotional mean, prostitute. That's why yeah, prostitute, like, that. like, like, niggas need to go bust off and go home. Like, bro, that's why prostitute. I pay you. Do. You shut the hell up. I'm glad a man nobody. This is a job. I'm glad you said it in nigga, uh, nigga terms because they, oh, I'm not doing. Thank you for saying that's that because what it you is. know we tell people to go therapy all the time. Oh, that's that white people shit. That's that girl shit. No, niggas, y'all got the most issues that we're trying to deal with. And you putting your shit on us, put it on somebody who but actually no, but, but, but watch this magical part of it. No nigga is dealing with issues just by themselves. They dealing with issues in the process of fucking with another person. I eat all right, we know. We so know yeah, right. so it's like, yeah, I mean, but I think I think too though. Still, as as women, we're always labeled as emotional creatures because that's what we do. We do sit around and talk to each other. You know, we do. Niggas vi- be talking no, too. no, what I'm saying is we do vent. We do kind of like call each other out or whatever, but there's a lot of men that don't always tell everything 100% of what they have going on to their homeboy mm-hmm. or their pastor or whoever they decide to vent to. But when you do go to a therapist and you're able to talk 100% just vulnerability with that person, they can give you a different perspective from a licensed professional opinion and then you can go back home to your person and you can work on something. Not talking to your homeboy that and seeing you fuck other bitches that and seeing you do this seeing you do that it's still going to be unbiased so we're going to be talking to our friends and still be coming from an emotional standpoint and trying to work it out with the guy that's just talking to his homies like it's two different ways to try to deal with that as well. you know what's so funny and i and it's like i said this a couple years ago and i just like you know dating outside your race or out of your socioeconomic like circle opens you up to see relationships in that don't end in infidelity mm. like bro do you know how many people like yeah they just didn't work out and it had nothing to do with nobody cheating 
Like, do you know how much healing space it is for two people to be like, yeah, I'm still cool with my ex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's coming over with her, her fiance. Our kids play together. And it's like, well, how does that work? The healing, bro. We be so fucking triggered and damaged and fucking unfinished emotionally. And a lot of the shit, bro, just be a lot of just like even when somebody cheat on you. A cop told me this. Cop was like, he was like, hey, uh, your wife cheat. Oh, because we had an altercation. We was arguing. Just Police came to the house in LA. Long story. Anyway, <laughs> I said some shit, you know, talking to the cop because I was venting and drinking. And he was like, hey, if she cheated on you, if she had sex with somebody else, it's really, that's technically none of your business. How's it not your business as, as your wife? It's not your business. It's not my, it's not, it's not my body. I don't own her. That's true. Like, that's a good way to look at that I mean truth wow. be told whatever a man doing with his dick ain't really your business you need to meet a man be an adult and mature enough for yourself to govern yourself do I want to deal with this why do I have mm -hmm. to doubt this mm -hmm. and if you want to stay in this you are now trying to force somebody to come to terms that you want which is yeah. emotionally unfair and if he's not mature enough or she's not mature enough to let you know that they're not ready for a relationship you don't you don't know how to take you don't love yourself enough to walk away absolutely you right. want me to kill Billy? We're talking to bro, I love, this is golden. Nah, yeah. I mean, like, this is the truth. Like, I'm gonna just tell you, like, when somebody cheats on you, it has shit to do with you. No matter if she says, nigga, fuck you. When you, there's no such thing as I'm getting you back for what you did to me. No, bitch, you're mm -hmm. damaged. You wanted to do this shit. Yeah. You like a uh, outside dick. And that's what you did. I have a homegirl that I keep trying to tell this to getting your lick back. It ain't there what ain't you no think such it thing is. It ain't what you mm. think it is. Like fucking another dude to get your lick back makes you look foolish as hell. I mean, even if nobody sees it, it, it still it's, makes it's, you look it's, foolish. It's a lack of self love it, and self care. Internally. And again, it goes back to do you love yourself? Yeah. And if you love yourself, then. You can love somebody else. But if you're working through shit where you don't love yourself enough or you're trying to show your worth to somebody else because you don't You've already lost love your mm. because you don't love yourself mm. enough to know that you got then that's your fault, bro. This a lot of this shit, niggas, they like it's easy. It's an easy world. Like church, therapists, it's a lot of women. It, the numbers is off in our community, bro. Mm -hmm. It's not enough niggas. It's yeah. not enough dick to go around. I mean, we could try. Y'all damn sure try. I'm down to try. <laughs> I, I wanted you to look at the screen. I want you fellas out here. Look, I want you to look at me at home. And I want you to put that dick toward the, the direction of a woman and say, I'm down to try to give out as much dick. No, no dick left behind. We are going to make sure, you know what I'm saying? You get some dick. You get some dick. Like, Everybody gets some dick. Everybody gets some dick. And that's like, the problem now. Because everybody don't got no PCP either. So all y'all just giving out all this dick. So that, so that, that, let's go to that part. Oh, you shit. said it's not my business if my man go and cheat on me. But if he's raw dogging bitches and bringing me back something, does it then become my business? I feel like you don't respect me. I mean, how long after you thought he was cheating did you still decide to keep having sex with him? Well, mm. then that 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 also brings us I mean, to. I mean, I was the only just disease. Well, like, that brings us back to like something else that I just heard on the radio. Somebody had asked, "Is cheating the ultimate breaking point when it comes to being in a relationship?" Mm -hmm. What you what you would deal with may not be what the next person would deal with, so on and so forth. So, if I think of cheating as well, it's a dick. The numbers are off. But what hey, is cheating? He's I not mean, bringing me. I'm talking about sexually because we're talking about sex. It's putting your dick in somebody else. That's the breaking point for a relationship. I or mean, would it be emotionally cheating, financially cheating? I mean, or? again, every relationship has its own mm -hmm. things that, Absolutely. that that you can bend and grow through. Like, I like my last little relationship before I got I was like, I, she cheated on me twice. 
Well, I say that to but say like, you, and I mean, you like, said, well, how many times are you going to go back and keep fucking that person? But and, she, I, and I and I made a decision. I tried to get past it because mm-hmm. I had like, you know what I'm saying? And I've cheated before. Like, come on, bro. Like, let's grow up, bro. Like, mm-hmm. Let's grow up, dog. Like, that's why I always say like, grow whatever you up, define bro. your relationship as. Because that's all some little stupid meme. Not stupid, but it was like if Keisha makes 70000 and John oh, makes sixty five. Who's responsible for the seventeen hundred dollar uh, seventeen hundred dollar rent? And it's like whatever the fuck works for them. Like, absolutely. You know, like if, if, and, and if Keisha makes seventy five thousand and John makes sixty thousand dollars, and you know he fuck a bitch that he paid forty dollars to, <laughs> and took her to Chili's. How like, many apples? Are we finna throw away these fucking income over this forty dollar ass bitch? No, like duh, bitch. Like I fucked that hoe and I went home. You know how many niggas? You know, if prostitution was just like not, no, no, I'm not talking about sex trafficking people. I'm talking about these hoes that really want to go out. Sex here workers. And sex workers yeah. who want to serve the community, like mm-hmm. who have a purpose. Like, I know what I'm here to do. I'm here to fuck. And I, I 100% stand behind sex workers. I mean, think about I, it, bro. Yeah. They had whole houses for $5 when we were like, like in the 30s and 40s. Their relationships were solid back then. No grandpas, did you know? They was at the whole house. They go over there after work, take a hot 20 minutes. And he back home for supper time. Happy he, as hell, too. You know why? Cause hey, he, honey. Because he don't got to pretend to be in a relationship. And he ain't got to ask, ask his wife if you feel like sucking dick when you come she home. Don't, she, she just don't made chicken to. and macaroni and cheese and collard greens on bread. He might got some weird shit he want to do. You know, or that's a good it. way to think about that. I I never thought I mean, about that till right now. I think about it all the time. I mean, think about it, bro. To you know how much time? To do your weird shit? Let's get you a, a Frico. Hmm. I tell my nigga all the time, get you a Frico that's gonna do the nasty shit that you want and come home happy. Simple. Why the fuck are you coming home wanting to fight me? Because <laughs> I don't want to take it up the ass. Like, yeah. get somebody else that want to do that. Mm-mm, get I somebody mean, else to do it. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> no, but that that does make a lot of sense. And I know we'll probably get, oh, here they go being picnics. No, it's I think at the end of the day, if you know for a fact that you want to be in these situationships, and you do not govern this next person's body. Kind of like what you just said. I can't tell you what to do with your dick, mm-hmm. but you're still willing to be with this person. No one they going out cheating, putting it in whoever. Why not be OK with somebody that's going to get their rocks off with a sex worker that actually gets checked, can show you the papers or whatever. I mean, if it's that, I mean, if it's that, and like, let's, come bring let's, your ass let's home. like let's take it to a whole nother part like you know the need for that type of like you know connection like it goes back fundamentally they talk about like when raising a kid and they did studies for years and years and years through like a lot of different parental things where they just determined that kids need to be seen soothed safe secure they need to have they need to be seen like acknowledged Mm -hmm. soothed they need to be loved and cared for Safe meaning you in a safe environment. Secure means you can make a mistake, you can fuck up, you can have a problem. We're gonna work through this shit because you're gonna like like think about it. Like, bro, people get dementia and they forget mm-hmm. who the fuck people are. Mm-hmm. It takes a very healed, secure person. Like, think about it. Like, girls trip on you for you don't text back. Like, God knows you done fucked around and got Alzheimer's and now you don't know who nobody is oh you don't know who the fuck I am well what bitch you think I am like these young toxic bitches I hell hate to grow old with y'all bro like now I'm up here I'm clueless don't know who the fuck nobody is got a stranger yelling at me in my living room I'm traumatized and I woke up in the house I don't know where the fuck I'm at now this bitch who the fuck you don't know who the fuck I'm no bitch I don't know who nobody is who the fuck am I 
Who the fuck am I? You, you, does anybody have any answers? Oh, you don't know? You don't know who I am? No, bitch, I'm asking you for the last time. You, oh now you God. crying and shit and throwing shit. I'm just like, who wants to live? That's horrible, bro. That's the worst, though. Not for real. Take me to the nursing home. For real. Growing like, old with these insecure ass people. In the age of social media, I can only even I can't even think that far. Like, oh, what is it gonna be? Oh my like? god, bro! Anything about that? My great grandmother, dog, is still living. She's a hundred and three years old. That's a blessing. Clap for that, that's a blessing. That's beautiful. Yeah, she been trying to die for like the last ten years. Bro. I can see that. All her friends dying and all that bro, for her. She literally said, "I went to go see her one day." She lives in Daytona Beach, Florida. Shouts out to my grandma Ruth. And my grandma Roz, my grandma Roz, she's 80 years old, taking care of her mama, who's Wow. So, I love so it. Better. It's like, I went over there to see her. She was looking out the window and she had a backpack. I was like, what you doing? She said, oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord. <laughs> With the backpack. I was like, like, like <laughs> wait, like, the way like, you looked like, out like, the window. <laughs> I looked out the car because I'm like, somebody out there? I like is Jesus coming in an Uber? You know it's not a pool, right? It's not an XL. You going by yourself? You call him over here. Like I mean, you might have his number. I don't yourself. know. Yeah. Hey, you, we, if he come, it's just you going. Jesus, you ready to go, fam? Nah, she good. Bro. Back her up. I still got to get dressed, bro. I, ain't, I got some meat oh, on. Man. I got to, I got to turn that off. Uh, you know, like shit. And I mean, like, bro, like she. My dad died six years ago. I come over to the house. She think I'm my daddy. Mm. Yep. She think I'm my daddy, bro. You know, and I was kind of like trying to talk to her through it. Like, mm-hmm. no, grandma, it's me. It's little Bill's son. And it's like the look of confusion that she had. I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's me. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, when I used to work in hospitals, they would just do that when they had Alzheimer's. Why, they would just play along. Why, like, they didn't play along. Meet people where yeah. they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. I'm going to put, if I care about you and I see you got a why problem, in like, situation. like, why am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, after you've been smoking crack for so many years, you got to let these crackheads be crackheads. Yeah, that, that's real. It's in their molecular makeup. Like, now you look, when white people got these opioid crises, where they get them free place to use drugs yep. and all that shit, bro. Free like, needles. Yeah, bro. Like these new drug dealers ain't shit, bro. It's like it's all pharmacy, you know. What oh. I'm saying therapy, pharmacy. These niggas they got this fentanyl out here. I and think I saw the little black niggas. mermaid outside the building. She had on, he had on, it had on, um, uh, like a a purple blue curly wig mm-hmm. with some super uh silver and gold lipstick. It had a little um bra on, and it looked like she had fins on, but it just it, just sitting there talking to herself. Himself, hmm. itself. Like they, this crack is getting out of hand. No, no not, it really is. That may not be crack. It could be schizophrenia. I don't. I don't know. Schizophrenia is. is I mean, one in thing. this area, I it could it. be schizophrenia. I, you know, mixed with crack. I, I couldn't. I can't judge. I don't know. Yeah, fuck with a white woman before. That make you forget who the fuck you are. I was are. gonna say, hey, in terms of what? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I why why I mean, did I, I fuck with? <laughs> no, no, I have not. <laughs> I have not. Nope. I like mean, like sexually? Like, I mean, just like, like, I don't even have any white friends. Like, to be quite honest. like I don't get what you mean. I mean, like, you know, call the I'm police sorry. on one. Let me just say, uh, for for those of you who are watching at home, <laughs> uh, fucking with, <laughs> fucked with mm-hmm. does not necessarily mean penetration or sexual. I mean, okay. just intimate contact. Like, um, you ever like hung out with like 
Oh, they, absolutely, yeah. They, yeah, they be talking to they be talking to people all the time, bro. You find you one of them little white bitches that like like got stones and crystals mm-hmm. in their pocket. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, any black girl that got stones and crystals. Not too much. Yeah, that's I'm with that. They okay, got great cakes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You charge your stones this morning. <laughs> Closet drunks. Closet <laughs> drunks. You know, you get past the alcohol abuse. <laughs> It's a great time, bro. Like, it is. Like, bro, you it's just really meet, my life. Like, that's, that's not toxic. That's meeting them where you at. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, you show up with your little stick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your candle. Like, I'm going to burn this shit, too. I want this, the spirits all over you. Okay, cool. Can you take this dick with the spirits off you? Oh, okie dokie. <laughs> now I got a question. Hey, you ever fuck with somebody and you got to smudge your house after they leave? Yes. I do that quite often. Mm-hmm. Throw all the windows up. <laughs> Get this shit up out of here. Them, um, talking about Africans? Bad toxic. Nah, 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 nah. You're not talking about, you're not, you're not like, what was he, I, I, like African? No, anybody, Maybe anybody that comes to my house and I feel curry. like you, anybody that comes to my oh, house. Oh, you talking it about It could be spirits. my mama. I will sage my house soon after she leaves because she just comes with bad energy. We got to get that up out of here. Yeah, I told, I told uh, one of my exes that, you know, she, she had three abortions and I was like, your womb is a tomb. At uh, this point, ooh. yeah, is your womb nothing against is, abortions. No, it's nothing. You know, we pro. Yeah, yeah, pro choice. choice. Yeah, make yeah. sure you don't handle that. You know, when you know, God get to asking what happened, bitch, you did it. <laughs> you know, I w- I would feel some type of way. I think if I was a man and I got with a woman that had like three abortions and then she get with you and she want to keep it, like, why me? No, I mean, I feel you, but th- this is the this is the, this the part about that. Like, as a father of five, futurely six. Okay. You know, fuck it. We ball. <laughs> we balling <laughs> at this point. We balling. Like, let's see what happens. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, how dare me? You know what I'm saying? To be mm-hmm. to be out here with my my me personally. Like, you know, just because you also could go get a vasectomy and use a mm-hmm. condom and pull out and all this I stuff. I mean, and 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 that's true. Yeah. See. And that's true. These are these are all these are all facts. That is all true. I love and this guest being accountable. You can see being healed and then talking to other people because you know we're a little toxic it, on the side. And and, and but, but I love, I love it. it though because you know people oh you know I've never done da 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 you should nah I was out there fucking these hoes giving out community dick and I'm healed now. I'm gonna tell you what happened <laughs> like for real what happened with me I had um I was 27. Okay. And I had a, a number of abortions at the time. Some I paid for, some I didn't. Uh, and I dreamed one day. Was there cash up at the time? Or were you getting cash actually? Like, Oh, no, no, baby. This is when you had to go, like, you had to go get the cashier's money order. You had to go to the mm-hmm. gas station. Back in the day. And or, you know what I'm saying, write a check. Mm-hmm. And, you know Damn, writing a check for an abortion is wild. Or, you know, it's crazy. It's like a memory. <laughs> you know, at the end of the year, they wild. send you all copies of the check back. <laughs> Now you're looking at uh, you, you look, abortion. Now you're looking at Planned Parenthood <laughs> yeah. on the face of some cute puppies. Damn. Or some dolphins flipping in the back, and it's like <laughs> it's a gentle reminder. Yep. And you know what's crazy about that is like you know what I'm saying at the time I I had this dream I heard a knock at the door and I got up to go to the door and I opened it and it was a a little little tribe of kids they all looked like me. And it was like, Daddy, why you ain't why you ain't want us? And I slammed the door and I locked it. I was like, it was tripping. It, I, I had that dream like two times. And I, then I, at that point, I said, that's it. Them niggas trying to come through from the other side. You know what I'm saying? You know, how bad of me of an intergalactic host for me to keep slamming the portal on them niggas. Wow. <laughs> you ever been locked out? You ever, yep. been lock, you ever been locked at the house and you knock and try to come in like... <laughs> 
Like every time somebody have an abortion, you locking the nigga out, bro. Like a nigga trying to get in, bro. You trying? To, he's telling you like, nigga, open the door. And you like, wow. no, no, it's <laughs> <Stay> outside. It's <laughs> <is> my house. <laughs> oh my god! It's like, like niggas, niggas, these niggas is coming here. You know how far they came? Like, you know, you know how many different lifetimes they lived through? Like, suppose this nigga came from like 1770, and like now he's trying to come back to Earth. Like, cause this is time to come back out, hmm. and you, you slam, slam the door. door in his face. Like, imagine like Doctor Strange. You don't open the hole up. You so, just... do you feel like that's is that why you um, keep having kids, or is that? And, and forgive me if that's inappropriate. That. Listen, there's no such thing as inappropriate. Oh, okay, there's so why people you keep having kids. You feel like you um, leave them? the truth is <laughs> so like um once you have more than one kid, once you see how dope each person is mm. and how intricate and specific and 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 definitive they are as a person when those moments arise and i ain't just saying i'm out here trying to go meet no quota or no numbers mm. but like in interactions like as a mature person okay accountably yeah i did this was i planning that initially no but okay, this is a situation. I'm not gonna put that emotional baggage on you because I'm not okay. I made a decision to whatever decision you want to do. I'm gonna support that shit. Um, my current situation now, we got one on the way. It's like wasn't planned. You know, a lot of I don't know. I'm I'm on the flow. I can tell today nothing gonna happen. And I'm like, ah, uh, first time, huh? Mm. <laughs> yeah, but welcome to the welcome to the Venom show. You know right. what I'm saying? Congrats. I told her it's like. So are you, I'm, uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Are you uh, as excited? Because you know when you first find out you're pregnant, sometimes people are like super excited, but on your sixth time, <clears throat> are you like, yeah, I got my boy coming. Like, are you, are, are Bruh, like, I'm excited as fuck. <laughs> um, last little, little relationship I had, we went to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Baby was coming and she just, you know, it's like, nah, I'm not gonna have a baby and then aborted it. So oh, it hurt yes. the fuck out of me. Cause in my head, I start making those decisions. Like I start trying to be in alignment with the child mm-hmm. and like, all right, cool. Cause I'm gonna love you regardless. I'm gonna fuck with you. No matter what the world say. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, we outside. We up. And um, so you know, but I'm it's, I'm excited. That's why people talk about Nick Cannon, like, oh man, you know, he that's just a shame to kids. He can't look. I'm like, nah. He's also lost kids too. The fragility of life, bro. Life is fragile. Like when you look at it, like life is very fragile. He lost a kid. Like a baby was born, came into this world and passed away. After that, like, why am I going to deny life when I see life fade away? When you, I've lost so many of my friends in my life and people close to me, like, bro, like life is like that's a lot that for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I look at it differently. Hmm. So, um, I know we kind of talked about this earlier. We had asked before we started recording, uh, do you have a favorite kid? And then Billy had a thing, he said, you know, you like all your kids, and then once they get older, 
Yeah, I think then you can decide like when they like 25, like I really don't fuck with them like that. Like they're my kid. I, <laughs> I did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that hurts as from a child's perspective. No, right? I mean, uh, not, not, it, I'm not I'm not dismissing them as children. As children, it's I mean, equal like, access. As the offspring. So like you get older and you, I know you said your father passed, but like what if he told you at 25? Mm, you just not that funny. I, I really can't stand you and your. You think no, it's something you verbalize it, or it, it's, it's just it, no, no, no. Parents tell people tell you like, hey, bro, you know, stop stealing shit when you come over here. Like, hey, man, like, stop telling everybody goddamn business. Like, it's shit that's not True. bad. You want to keep doing that? I, I gotta be like, I fuck with you, but just like, mm. it's like it's 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 a I I gotta be in control of myself because mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like, but my kids, I'm always love them. Like, you know, that's just it. But liking them. That's not that's not required. Mm. That is true. And having a hierarchy of like I like one more than the other one, it's just like either gonna be part of your mama or part of the, the, the daddy or part of somebody in the family. You just gotta figure out what part of that makeup is you get. You get the best and worst of both parents. Bro. Yep. So do you worry about um cause you are healed now, do you worry about and, and you know on social media they talk about healing your inner child. It's like a very trendy thing right now. Hell yeah. So do you work on them, like making sure that they don't have to come back and be like, daddy, you fucked up when you did blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's still going to be something that you fucked up on. Like there's no, no parenting is is perfect for Mm -hmm. sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure I'm fucking up on something. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't just leaving you with strange uncles over the weekend. Like, you know, I'm not doing shit to just uh, taking you to, you know, telling you to get into Boy Scouts or, you know. (laughs) <laughs> going to the Catholic Church, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not leaving you to the wolves, you know, or telling you to j- jump in gymnastics, you know, like I, <laughs> I had, oh, um, oh, you just thought it was a good idea to leave your 11 year old with the gymnastics teacher overnight, overnight, yeah, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I had, uh, I had saw this comedian. I don't even know how I came across him or what his name is for that uh, fact, but. Basically, it was how did you feel love from your family growing up? And since we're all black here and we kind of had talked a little bit about whoopings, um, I'm a player. This is a millennial thing, by the way. Millennial. Our parents didn't grow up with a love language. I know that because I was on a date once before I even found out about it. A girl asked me what was my love language. I was like, I didn't even know what that is. She was like, like, how did you feel love from your family growing up? And I was like, oh, threats of violence. <laughs> my mom would threaten to murder me and then she wouldn't. And I would be like. So, so when I saw that immediately, I clicked to the comments and all the people were like, yeah, I brought you in this world and I can definitely take you out of it. Stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Um, I'll take your lights out. Threats, then fear. Um, My millennial love language is fighting and then asking, are you hungry? And then they like started talking about how we associate that with how we love people now and even how we raise our kids. You know, so how do you feel about whooping kids and so on and so forth? And that shit is crazy because the way your parents raise you and hit you with that, oh, this going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you really does kind of turn into how you if you believe in gentle parenting or if you do believe in whooping your kids or not whooping your kids or yelling at your kids or that plays such a huge role. Like, how did y'all get love poured into you when you were growing up? I mean, well, I, just, I, I think it might be two questions. I, I'll answer both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, my personal perspective. Yeah, some, you got to beat nigga kids. Like, nigga kids need to be beat. Like, like, I guess I was a nigga kid. Yeah. <laughs> like nigga kid, bro. I, we, have a, we have a resilient, <laughs> indomitable spirit, bro. We like, really it's know. something about telling us we can't do something makes us want to do it more. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that rebellious 
part of us being just, you know, like that part of us, which, which, which triumphant. It's just a very, like, I can anyway, like, you, you know, and I don't, I don't believe in just, you know, trying to stop a kid from being great, but it's also going to be like, okay, fuck around and find out then, nigga. Like, cause that's life, you know, life ain't finna sit up here and baby your ass. Big on the fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. Okay. I don't touch it again. All right. Keep doing it. See what happens. All right, there you go. Now you know. Now you got to be, be deductive reason. Now if you got a little dodo kid and your kid can't figure out why the fuck you like getting the shit beat out of it, well, keep eating them. It's like pit bulls. Like you got to assert dominance over these niggas, bro. Like beat the shit out of my son when he get to be like 15. Like I'm running the I think it nigga. does need to be some type of balance because I think you don't want a kid like to I'm run 40, over you, bro. I'm 40, bro. Like when that nigga's 20, yeah. 25, I'm going to be 60. I'll be down and nigga turn 30 and think he finna whoop me, nigga. No, like me. What is that with fathers and sons? They're always like when he turns, he becomes a teenager, I'm going to have to beat his ass just to show him. Like, uh, what is that? Whereas nigga, he might not even be that type of kid. I mean, but you see, that's why the white kids be killing their parents and shit. Like... <laughs> Fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck around and find out. We're going to do gentle parenting and then you sleep. And Ty Kwan and came in here and beat your ass because you didn't let him go outside yesterday. Bro, let me tell you something, fam. <laughs> Let me tell you something, fam. Be fucked up. You, your, your son be finna be punking me. Hey, shut, shut the fuck down, daddy. Shut the fuck up. So you were living in L.A. for a while. Like, they mm-hmm. have a different type of parenting out there. Those kids actually curse at their parents. So your southern self, how did you... Like with your kids. Let me dispel some of this shit so I can clear this up. Like that shit, there's there's Hollywood, mm-hmm. then there's LA. Okay. Yeah. And like starkly different. Mm. We ain't nothing different. No motherfuckers. Anybody in LA came from three places. They came from Memphis, Detroit, Chicago, or Texas. That's Sounds it. Sounds about right. Where was the plantations at? Sounds about right. Where that's that's where they from? They got mm-hmm. their ass with too. Them niggas is them niggas is us. They us, you know what I'm saying? You know, like shit. Like parenting is maybe in a more healed space. Now there are parents who probably take out their frustrations mm-hmm. on their kids with a lack of patience. Mm-hmm. I could only that only makes sense. You can see that in a relationship. If mm-hmm. a person's life ain't going right, then they start picking at the things that they can control mm. to divert their energy. Like that's a diversion, bro. When you really need to be dealing with what you ain't dealing with, mm-hmm. like deal with your demons, or you're triggered by something the child does that reminds you of somebody else that now makes the reaction and response something that is premeditated with intent. Like when you, you hear put, that all the time, you look like your ugly ass daddy, mm-hmm. or or it's just like, oh, oh, this happened to me when I was a kid. Cause you you did this, so I'm gonna do, I'm gonna handle you this way, like. All that shit is undealt with, unresolved little shit. Like, I, I tell people all the time, bro, I had to deal with little Billy, bro. I had to go, hey. That inner child. Hey, what, hey bro, what's up with you, fam? Nah, for real. And I, and I, I dealt with the shit. Like, I, I go to therapy. Shit that I had to uncover and unlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom left when I was 10. My mom and dad separated. Now, me and my mom, we got the best relationship. But I grew up in a house. It was my dad and my sisters. And, like, that perpetuated a narrative in my head for natural distrust but then there was other things that occurred to me like i was molested at the time i was eight and it's like it's like three different ways people get molested it's like a dude trying to fuck you uh you know some weird shit like that or you end up getting them circumstances what i had i had a 16 year old girl that was my best friend's older sister that was with us every day and like she was hyper aggressive. She had access to me. She was verbally abusive, insulting, 
emasculate, but then demanded from me things sexually. That's sad. I mean, it's sad. Did you ever tell? I mean, I didn't think of it. That's how fucked up our mm-hmm. upbringing is. It's like, oh, nigga, as long as you wouldn't no gay shit, you cool. Yeah. We not learning what that, that, but there's therapy to think about like why I get triggered in a relationship for a woman to raise her voice like, hey, don't talk to me like that. Hey, I don't like getting woke up a certain type of way. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just can't fuck with that. Like, But you communicate that. Well, you don't know why. I mean, I, I didn't always know why. Mm-hmm. Or to be in a situation where a girl be too pushy or aggressive, like, oh, you don't want to fuck me? Like, are you, I mean, like. Ooh, we got to like, learn our triggers. That helps but, me so much. But now I know that. Mm-hmm. So I can say, hey, look. Right. You can't put your hands on me because mm. I'm naturally now combative mm. because I have I, I'm not going to allow that. Mm-hmm. Not with a nigga, not with not with a, a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, keep your hands to yourself. No, that's real. I, I look this way mm-hmm. because I look the way I look. People at a young age thought I was going to be soft with a premeditated mind on what they thought I was going to be. They made shit harder. I grew up around my daddy, granddaddy, great, great like so. I mean, you ain't gonna be no sissy. You ain't gonna be no punk. And then you, you ain't didn't a, even do nothing. You were just born. You're a fucking kid, bro. Yeah. Like, I got curly hair, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, nigga, I don't. But in their mind, colorism yeah. mm-hmm. was a thing mm-hmm. of you gonna be soft. Mm-hmm. Like, like, John, this nigga will beat the doors off a nigga. But you look at him, he just like, you look light skinned. But like, color and color in, in a very damaged society, it was, we were less, <laughs> we were less valid in certain mm-hmm. ways yeah. as being a hundred percent. was the house niggas. And they hid. Mm-hmm. And so now you got these light-skinned niggas going berserk on niggas out in the streets because you hypersexual. All the girls want to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. You hyper-aggressive because niggas is jealous because mm-hmm. the way you look, my hair look this way. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm in the sports. I'm in the shit. So like all those things came into things that I had to kind of work through and understand and unlock and figure out. And you didn't right. even realize that that was... Hell no! Boy, that t- let's reel it on back into why people need to go to therapy. This is a prime example of why. We have so many triggers, so many things that happened that we have pushed into the very, very, very back of our minds from being a kid that you don't realize and unlock until you do sit in that seat and they make you kind of like unpack your whole bag. Like, mm-hmm. we gonna figure this shit out. And but also, it also ever- kept me in a space too. Like, you know what I'm saying? I endlessly felt the need to people please or woman mm. please. Like, oh, okay, well, what, what do I gotta do now, baby? Well, well, well are you not happy? Like, wow. why sad. do I gotta, it's just sad. I mean, it's life, you know what I'm saying? Well, no, I'm saying it's sad that, you know, just after you've come to the realization that you think about it, it all happened at the age of eight. This, you're, you, you carrying into your 20s mm-hmm. stuff that she was just fucking around and finding, like, just, just doing, doing stupid shit. shit. Yeah. But then I had to go, like, I took the approach of, well, I wonder what happened to you. Why you felt mm-hmm. the need to be predatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, and yeah. so it's like, it's a cycle. So it's, Surely. it's, and I ain't went and sought no vengeance on, on, on nobody about mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? But now I understand it. I've learned from it. Now, guess what? Now I know how to look at my son mm. who I didn't have before that mm-hmm. and say, Hey, I got to protect your veil of innocence like I would protect a daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you don't know. You're not going to touch him. Like, you're not going to do him. Like, he's not a man. Like, he's not. Right. It's not for him. Right. He's a child. Right. Bro. Let, let, especially young black boys. We talked about this before. Like, y'all don't have that opportunity to just go out and do whatever the fuck you want. Like, even uh, I saw on a podcast, the the boy was like, can I go play with the girls? Because it was only girls and they had Barbies. And the mom was like, no, don't do that gay shit. And then she said she had to catch herself. Like, he's just being a kid. Like, that don't mm-hmm. mean he's gay. There's only girls there. They got... Unfortunately, he just, just play. he just wanted to be around people his age. That's mm-hmm. all he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that you, I love that you are trying to protect your son from that because 
I think once the next generation comes uh, after being parented by people who are healed, we will stop all this bullshit in the black, black dating community of doing stuff to each other and not realizing why we're doing that to each other because it's a toxic ass environment. I mean, if you really want to break this shit down, it's just like any, any way you look at breeding, like niggas was put on an auction block. We have we we are we were genetically groomed. Mm hmm. Bred mm-hmm. for with physio- physiological aspects, the best of best, the f- best best physique, mm-hmm. best look, mm-hmm. best skill set. Mm-hmm. Trained meticulously in a in a in a labor intensive. How smart is she? Oh, she's smart. These slaves are smart, and then her mama was smart, and they come from this, and so they br- we were engineered this way through generations. But that also puts a psych a, like a innate sense of like all right. Well, there ain't enough niggas to go around. There is a, there is a, uh, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, man, it puts us as black men to be like the most needed, but most hated thing around. Like you can't make this, you can't make our community function without us. But then we also got to be the person to bear all the reason why this community ain't working. We still Mm -hmm. still do that. That's the crazy part. How many niggas do you know have told a chick don't lose me. In this day and age, it's like, what? why would you say something? Why do you feel so valuable? Why do you feel like, I'm glad you're here. Why do men do that? Why do they feel like they are the prize? I don't feel like, I don't feel like, I don't feel you, like. But you know niggas. I mean, that's, that's that's cool. I think I I try to always, when I speak to things on platforms at this point for me, right? I can speak to things that I immediately have dealt with mm-hmm. and then I can try to help explain how pers- in a perspective that somebody of what they are crying out for mm-hmm. is is it could be understood like everybody's different but i can say like we both are equally valuable because we are two halves so when you got two halves well, without two halves we 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 don't have a complete piece mm-hmm. so it's like like all the women more than men more that's the problem like why do why do I, why do you have to be more like it's not it don't have to be that way it just simply is just but because our numbers are off and it's more women than it is men it's man roughly like 35 million women black women aren't gonna have a man i don't give a fuck how much you pray i don't give a fuck it's it's, the ratio is off 20 to 1 fam then you look at guys with higher education dudes with a job like that number goes to like 80 to 100 to 1 like okay now you know what i'm saying these dudes that fit in this criterion now now have been throughout their whole life not chosen, not fuck with. Now at twenty, now we the catch, or mm. we we are the thing that now is. Okay, the, that makes sense. It's not, and the catch don't mean more value, but it, but it's like for women. Yeah, y'all have achieved education, achieved making money, achieved social structure and status. Mm-hmm. Now the last piece of validation on your, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> is what getting in them infinity stones is a nigga, mm-hmm. and it's like. Yeah. The last piece, I can get them all together. I got a good job. And there's Boom. only three to pick from. Right. Yeah. A jillion like, of us. Damn. Now, now you see why it's like Avengers in a black neighborhood yeah. for trying to get the stone of a nigga. Like, and let's just laugh and say the nigga, yeah. like, let's say there's one nigga out the hood that's smart, got a good job, and a huge dick. Mm-hmm. Like, now we, they gunning for this nigga. You ain't like, lying. I had him first, and then now they fighting, and yeah. shit getting towed up, and bottles getting thrown, and shit. It's like, 
Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I, I really do appreciate you coming on this platform because I think um, you with your, you know, status, whether it be how many followers you have who actually, you know, fuck with you from a comedy standpoint. A, hopefully they can see another side of you that, you know, you talk about therapy, you talk about parenting, you're talking about your family dynamics, so on and so forth. Um, we love this platform because it's always perspective driven and you definitely gave a lot of different insight on Absolutely. therapy and just a different way for people to sit there and go, oh, you know what? I never thought about it like that. So I really do appreciate you. My job as a comedian, that. man, is really to take the problems of the world and help people ingest them, mm -hmm. understand them, deal with them and come to some resolve perspective. It's all speculative in your mind, how you choose to do mm -hmm. like and, and, and if you change your mindset, you can change your life. A lot of people spend a lot of time focused on the past. Some people looking too far in the future mm -hmm. and it's like, man, you'll see the same narrative repeated. Like what's, what's over right now? Mm -hmm. what, what can we do right now? How can I be cool with you? Like how can we in the present work? in the fucking present, bro? Yep. And then dealing with the past helps you navigate shit. You don't want to deal with bro. Like, but man, people watching the show, bro, just need to understand, bro. Like you can control your own life, man. I love it. And if you, you. want to fuck these bitches, do it. Okay, like, well, <laughs> we always end with a whole tip. So you, you sound like you bitches, dropped a lot it. of whole tips. Um, <laughs> one of y'all got a whole tip first? I'm going to let the guests go first. You got a whole tip? Man, you know, whole tip number <laughs> 748. <laughs> a great hoe. Oh, my God. Cannot be a great hoe without being a great host. You know what I'm saying? That hosting part of it. You know what that means? That comes from the key word of hospitality. Mm, okay. Hospitality. Mm. Hospitality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever took a trip with some hoes? Like, <laughs> nah, that'd be fun. Now, nah, nah, you, you always have fun mm -hmm. with the hoes. It's the stuck up bitches that make the trip terrible. That is true. I don't like this room. Like, fuck, I just spent $3,000. <laughs> that is so. true. It's very Why true. Why the fuck? I, just, I Damn, this, this, this salmon don't even taste right. Ugh, it's salmon. Like, yeah, they don't got no, y'all don't got no more. Why the fuck? Like, they, you know do what? they got hookah here? Oh. Now you 10 bands in a trip. <laughs> What a miserable. bitch you can't stand. You could get seven fifty and take two hoes. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't saying bissonette hoes. I'm talking about like Carol's fifty fifteen hoes. Like, and these new hoes, those they, are two totally different tier of hoes. That's why you need two to do, you know to diversify <laughs> your. You got to diversify your whole folio. You know what I'm saying? Folio. You don't just got to. You can't just trade crypto. You got to have some hard stock. You got some liquidable this assets. Is, this is true. Yeah. This is all true. Yeah, you need all that, bro. And that's a great trip. Them hoes gonna have a blast. Egg strippers hoes. This nigga happy. <laughs> When the fuck you ever seen a bitch clap at brunch? <laughs> Ass cheeks clapping at 1130. You've been fucking with the same woman. She watching church. This hoe is in here. Got her ass. Throw that ass. Throw that bitch. Throw that ass. Throw that bitch. Like, do you know how great it feels to wake up? I can't fuck with you. I can't fuck with you. Like, nigga. At 11 a.m. Like, on Sunday. And you waking up like, is it my birthday? Nope. It's the regular Tuesday. And I mean, like, I'd rather that. You know, then, you know, woke up with the bitch. When I start getting dementia, I want some throw that ass in the morning. Like, I don't got to know your name to be like, well, you know, where did I wake up at? <laughs> now I'm getting rolled. Look at this. Look at me. What's my name? Your name is Clyde. Okay. Well, fuck it. I'm Clyde today. Bitch, you can call me. If I get dementia, tell me what you, I'll be anybody. You want me to be the mayor? I'll be the prince. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll be Jay Prince or Lapalot. 
Let oh, me tell you something God. about these snakes. Oh, okay. These rats. <laughs> when a man throws a rock and hides his hand. I tried to listen to his audio book. I just turned that shit hey, off. Hey, man, let he me tell you something. Slow for me. <laughs> no, you got to turn that shit on like two. It's perfect. They speed it up. They're not two. marketing it right. You know, they need to put it on YouTube like 24 hours straight of, of brown noise and Jay Prince. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> Putting baby. <laughs> Let me tell you, growing up in Fifth Ward, <laughs> things came about a different way. What, wait, Scarface. What's his name that be reading all the books? He read the Bible. What's his name? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Is it Morgan? It is. J- and Joe James Earl Jones. There, that's who it is. He can be the next James Earl Jones if he really put his mind to it. Now he, yeah, he could. He just reads slow as fuck. That's it. That's all it takes. And then there's I a man. Up to two. I am a representative of the Slow Readers Club, so we will not be having any slander. No, he is slow. slow and boring, though. Like, it's a difference. It's just like... I know. That's why I am. Oh. oh. I didn't say that. Okay. My whole tip is going to be... Um, Fuck niggas get money. That's all I got. That was gonna be my whole tip. Damn, um, well, nah, that. come to me, Hill. Uh, and oh, actually, I want to just go ahead and summarize what I learned from Billy. Like the most important thing I learned: don't give up on these niggas, ladies, because they they do do some healing at some point. And when they get older, you don't have to deal with twenty five year old Billy. You can deal with forty year old Billy, mm. who's coming to you healed and 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 putting the blame back on himself or or doing the reflecting on himself as opposed to. You ain't doing blah, 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 and moving on to the next. Damn, so I gotta wait that's 20 what I got. years for a nigga to be healed. I mean, you know, the, the easiest way to find a, a good nigga. Get your is old nigga. Go get your, get in your, get in your. <laughs> that's a whole tip. Man. To the cigar bar. <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> they be spending money too. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? Last... Autos, bitch, go to AutoZone. Y'all oh, at the hold wrong on. Last place. but not least, please tell them where they can find you at your YouTube, your social media, everything. Uh, at Billy Surreal's. Uh, um, just put the Google in there and be careful with what you find uh, when you hit Google with my name. Uh, it's a lot of shit in there. I ain't trying to delete shit. Go watch it. You know, entertain yourself. I'm like, yeah, this nigga crazy. Oh shit, he did this. But that's a beautiful thing. We've seen the growth of you from. And probably because I went to TSU, so I I knew you a long time ago. But it was like, you know, you, you see where you started out and how you just evolved over the years. So I love it. Yeah. You Google know, them. You know, my first baby mama, she definitely see the growth. You know, she was like, why couldn't you be like this? Then I was like, you know, I try to tell you. Yeah. And uh, you didn't listen. And uh, it's okay. Now she's telling you to come to me heal. Is that what she's saying? Come back to me heal. Nah, we, like, we super cool friends now. It's just... That's another thing I love. Okay, we're going to go ahead and end this. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you note. so much for coming. And on that note, bye. bye.